You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. And we're happy to welcome our spotlight guest now, who is Jason Harris, who's the co-founder and CEO of Mechanism, and he's the co-founder of the Creative Alliance, and he's a podcast host, and the list just goes on Mm -hmm. and on and on and on. One creative guy. Thank you very much for being with us, Jason. Welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So how is it that you do all these things? How did you get from here to there? Tell us just a little bit about your background. I know you've been on with us before, but tell us again about your background and how you got to be all this co-founder and podcast host. Yeah, (laughs) a a man of many talents, Barbara. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Really, I'm a man of one talent, to be honest with you. Uh, I knew knew when I was uh, about 13 or 14, I wanted to go into uh, advertising, and uh, I... You know, I, I got uh, fortunate or or strange, however you look at it. That was the thing I I was always into marketing. And uh, why was when, that? You like commercials or something? Yeah. I mean, how do people get my, into marketing? My both of my parents were. Uh, my dad was a professor, mm. and my mom was a high school teacher. And they they explored the world by reading. Mm. Like they read, they were voracious uh, readers. They read everything. And I think I rebelled by watching TV and not reading. <laughs> and I went out into the world and like I, I I learned by doing things and being out in the world. And and when I was at home, uh, yeah, I just I just uh, now now I love reading and I don't watch uh, TV really as much. But mm-hmm. uh, as I was watching TV, there I would watch like uh, Lego Maego and the mm-hmm. Kool Aid Man, mm-hmm. and I'd watch all the and I was like. Man, someone does that for a living. Like someone, <laughs> right. Someone's someone's making that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that seems. Uh, and I would always analyze the ads. Like, would would I buy that? You know, is mm-hmm. is uh, is that product for my dad? Would he buy that? And so, I just uh, always was curious about, you know, how you get the insights for marketing. And how you persuade people to That's to pretty pur- purchase. precocious yeah. for a young kid to see mm-hmm. it. Like, I was wondering what it was. Was it the creative? Like, you liked the idea of creating those things. But your first questions were, was it going to sell the product? Yeah, right. well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, would that drive me to, to sell? And mm-hmm. then um, I was always into um, I was into the band Kiss. Oh, thank you and, very much, uh, sir. You know, I got David Bowie here. David Bowie, in, listeners, I mean, uh, there's a that, very beautiful poster of David Bowie in this man's... Uh, <laughs> Wherever this, he is right now, I love this. I, I'm, in, I'm in my living room, but this is a real musician. Kiss, <laughs> Kiss are not real musicians, but I was drawn into like the performance, uh, the performance, and the spectacle and the mythology they yep. created behind the characters, and they created the Kiss Army, which was really oh. uh, an, an anal- analog version of of an influencer network. Oh, interesting. They, they they would they would write letters and they would have you call radio stations, but it was before social media and uh that really the power of that and i'd i'd read about the characters and collect all their stuff and that's so very cool that that was another way where i was like oh man that's that's how you market bad music 
hilarious. right. So let's yeah. talk about mechanism. So it's an ad agency. It was founded in 2003, right? Wow. And I think yeah, it's yeah. been recently acquired. So it's gone a whole long. So tell us, like, right. yeah, yeah, how did you acquired. get from all of that? Like, how did you? I mean, a 13 year old's dream to right. actually starting an agency. That's not often done. How did you do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, um, yeah, I, I got into the advertising world and I, I worked at different agencies and I kind of always kept a journal of, uh, you know, uh, what I liked and what I didn't like. And one day I was like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. And so I, I started it with uh, some friends and, you know, we were young and dumb and didn't know any different and, uh, you know, didn't have a family to support and mm. could, could eat a cup of noodles and, you know, just kind of grind it out. And we did it, and, and it lasted uh, a while. I'm, and I'm still uh, running the company. Uh, wow! But now, but now I I have a boss for the first time in 20 years. Okay, wow, so before we get to your yeah. boss, what was your point yeah. of view? Why do, you said you worked in advertising? Why why didn't you just continue doing that? Why right. start your own agency? What was new about your agency? Um, I thought uh, I thought there was a new way to bring together at the time in 2003. Um, uh, like where you could produce work for the internet. I mean, it sounds like so antiquated now. But <laughs> you could actually produce work and make work for the internet and for TV and for all these different uh, mediums at the same time. And, mm. and and I was like, oh, no one's really done that. Like, mm. you know, there's there's either like tech companies or there's uh, advertising companies primarily doing TV. Maybe there's a way to like do something different. So I got, I had a friend who was in tech. I had a designer. I had a, a, another friend who was into production. I had the agency background and we kind of very cool got, got together and, and that's what became mechanism. But and it's so changed. who were your early changed clients? Like yeah. Do you remember your first client? Yeah, you tell, us some, tell, tell us some of the war stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that sounds, this sounds preposterous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, who bought this crap? <laughs> one of our one of our first jobs was um, we did a campaign for Napster. Oh, uh, and yep. we and we would actually do we would proactively go to companies, pitch them ideas, and say you don't have to pay us. We'll make this stuff, and then if you like it, you'll run it, and and then we can do another job from there. So we wow. were like. That's you know, scrappy. Just, yeah, we were we were scrappy, and the idea was if we could build case studies and get clients on our roster, then we could get real clients. And so that's kind of <laughs> how we went. How we went make after it till you make it, right? Yeah, yeah. We didn't have any investors. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we knew that that people love free ideas, and mm. so <laughs> yeah, so we gave them free ideas, and then we made the stuff, and some things turned out well. And then in two thousand and <clears throat> excuse me i think 2006 we got a really big job from we were almost out of business uh i remember we we were like we had like four employees where we couldn't pay do payroll and in 2006 microsoft wanted a viral campaign mm. uh and so they were launching microsoft vista at the time and they they came in with some microsoft money and saved the the mm. business oh, interesting. Do you, yeah, do you, that, that was our first big client. Do you remember what you did for, for Vista, Jason? What was it? What, what, yeah, what we, cool we did, thing did uh, you do that went viral? We did a campaign with a comedian, Dimitri Martin, mm. who uh, was, it was all about clarity because it was supposed to be this new operating system Got to it. clean up, you know, make your desktop uh, easier to use. And, and so we, we leaned into clarity and uh, did a, a episodic viral journey around uh, his path to find clarity. And that's when there was, uh, 
you know, there wasn't, you know, 10,000 hours of content being uploaded to YouTube every second. <laughs> so if, if you did something, if you did something out there, right. people would pass it around because it was new and different. Right. You know? And, and uh, they're like, yeah, you guys can make stuff go viral. So interesting. Make it go viral. Very nice. You can't, that's you can't pretty, do that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. So in 2006, you got in some money, a big climb yeah. and you were like, yeah. but that now you're saying as the world changed, how did your campaigns change? Then how did you keep yourself? Yeah. You know, yeah, what, then, what is then the new we, secret sauce? Yeah. Then we had to add, uh, as you guys know, we had to, you know, actually add, uh, it wasn't just you know, six or seven people. We had to add strategists and brand managers. We had to add experts in social media. We had to add, you know, media planners and buyers. So we had to start mm-hmm. adding pieces so we could become a full service agency. And that's why that journey, that's that was like a 20, 20 year journey uh, over time. And, you know, now we're 200 something people in, wow. in, that's in awesome. four that's, cities. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was different times back then. It was, you know, sometimes when you're living through those times, you're like, this is, this is terrible. And then when you look, when you, and then when you those look the back glory on days, it, you're, baby. you're like, man, those were the days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so before, I want you to tell us specifically some of the things you're working on now, but before just going on this whole journey. So then you started getting, I mean, from four people to 200, that's incredible growth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then now you're saying you've been acquired. So like, why didn't you, why didn't you stay independent? Like, well, we, we were seeing, uh, the marketing world, this really happened during um, the pandemic. And during the pandemic, marketers became very uh, particular. We're, we're a big creative strategy brand building company. And marketers really became super focused on performance. Mm. And so like everything had to be measured because the world was pulling back on marketing. It was very unstable. I mean, we're kind of it's pretty unstable today as well. But we really had to build out a performance practice with analytics, uh, you know, how to measure creating, you know, tech enabled dashboards. The, the world's really moving towards uh, brand building and performance. And so we, we had the creativity and brand building piece and we really wanted the performance piece. And we didn't want to wait another 20 years to build out this whole other capability. So we were looking for. Uh, a company that could, you know, invest and and make us grow faster. Mm-hmm. But the world really now is marketing in in the advertising landscape is really about creativity and performance coming together. Um, and everything has a need. You need to have a performance optimization plan. You need measurable results. You can't just put work out there and mm. and say that our brand health has increased over <laughs> three years. You right. know what I mean, you can't do that anymore. Now you have to say we're feeling really healthy after we read after we wow, did that campaign. That, that's pretty interesting. Let me reintroduce cool. you. I'm yeah. Barbara Kahn, along with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters, and we're joined by Jason Harris, who's the co-founder and CEO of Mechanism, which has been recently acquired, and partly so that they can get this. Uh, performance metrics up to That's measure right. the success of these campaigns. That's right. uh, if you'd like to ask Jason or any of us a question throughout today's show, please feel free to call us at 1-844-WHARTON. That's yep. 1-844-942-7866. So, Jason, let me follow up on that. That's super – I mean, this – I think it's really interesting for you to tell us your journey and how you started from a 13-year-old up to this major <laughs> CEO. I think you said um, preco- precocious 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, a, yes. a 13-year-old into, into KISS. 
to a, to, yeah, to a yeah. marketing yeah. analytics guru. Yes, that's, but uh, that's yeah, what I yeah. want to yeah. get that, to. That journey analytics. wasn't a straight line. So yeah, no, that was a wild journey. You're yeah, looking at data now, and you sound like you're pretty sophisticated. You're really looking at data. So how has that changed your your strategy, your creativity? I mean, so now you've got to measure that it works. That, that's got to change your creative process. And let me build on that before yeah. you answer that, yeah. Jason, because yeah. the, what you said something that's also super interesting that relates to Barbara's question, which is the idea if everything if there's if there if, if a requirement is very robust precision on understanding when I do X, Y happens, doesn't don't the stakes get higher in terms of, well, you can't just come out and, you know, do this sort of the consulting smoke and mirror stuff and talk, you know, you got to actually be able to deliver. So isn't the, doesn't, doesn't, does that mean that some agencies get weeded out the ones that don't have the, that true integration of skills and abilities across creative and analytics to create and performance. to create real performance. So how have yeah. you, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Jennifer? I mean, that's where, that's where I, I saw the industry going and I realized that if we don't, start building that muscle, you know, we're going to kind of, we'll still be a a business, but we're going to, our growth will stop because you can only do one part of the funnel. You can do like the big upper funnel brand building piece. And so our, we rebranded the company. It's still mechanism, but our positioning is soul and science and Mm -hmm. soul is that upper part of the funnel. Cause you still need the brand building. Like uh, consumers love great brands. You know, we don't always love ads. We don't always love to be interrupted by marketing, but we love brands like, you know, us consumers love brands. So you have to still do that piece, Mm -hmm. but if we can do lower funnel activity, like one-to-one marketing, email marketing, CRM, all that Mm. type of work that drives the sales conversion process, which is, which is less sexier necessarily. But Mm -hmm. if you can do all those pieces together, uh, then you're going to have clients for the long term, Mm -hmm. and it's harder to, um, switch agencies when you're kind of locked into the lower funnel work, but you're mm. also, it's what's good for the client because you're delivering results while right. you're trying to do longer term brand build. So brand I, from what, tell me if this is wrong, it probably is, but uh, it sounds like you do a lot of A-B testing and stuff like that. Do you do a lot of that or is it all? Yeah, yeah. so you'll do a lot of test and learning, figuring out, you know, which copy reads better, what what images work better, what do consumers respond to? And that is the like block and tackling, you know, consumer acquisition or drive downloads or whatever you're trying to achieve while you're still coming out with the, the bigger brand stuff that's harder to measure, but you know it's important. So, okay, so I, I have an exercise in my class yeah. where I teach what an okay. A-B ex- experiment is, and then I have my students try to develop some. Um, and they're not too good at it. Um, but you've had... They're not good at it? I mean, you know, they'll just go like green background or blue background or put a button yeah. here or put a button there. You know, they get the idea, but they don't have the experience you have. So I'm I'm just curious, like as you've been doing it, are there some like lessons that you've mm. learned to make this A-B testing more effective? Like, do mm. you have a better idea That's of what's going to work and what's not going to work now? Um, I Yeah, you usually have... I don't. I don't have like the, these. Here are my top three uh, answers. Um, but I, someone from my performance team would <laughs> would be able to tell you that. Interesting. But I. I think um, y- you know it definitely comes down to audience insights and really understanding yep. the mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. And you have to really start there with research. It's not just blindly, you know, putting up doing A/B testing with with green and blue. It is. It is like. 
I think this is the motivator for this audience, but it also might be this other thing. So I'm going to test it and and figure out which one actually the audience responds to. You know, that answer is so right that I'm shocked that I don't say that all the time. Absolutely right. It shouldn't be about green or blue. It should be about let's think about what this customer wants. Yes, yes, and yes. then think about yes. what are the things we might change in this ad or in this execution. Yeah, yes. that's that's what it is. But you know, I've um, I think you 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 kind of asked me as we went on this journey, career journey. Like I still love building brands, and I've come to love perf- the performance aspect of it because I think there's so much for me to learn in it mm. and, and i'm uh, you know we have experts in it and you know data scientists that i can, i don't even know you know what they do exactly <laughs> but but there is so much learning yeah. uh that mm. and growth and that's what i'm excited about because you get to a, a point in your career where you're like okay it's a new brief i kind of know what we're going to do and and this is a whole new area to learn and mm-hmm. grow from mm-hmm. but it is you know marketing today has to be measurable and it's it's harder you know it's harder it's it's um it's harder to deliver results so let's talk about hard like one of the things that's really hard is inflation um and how people are you know they're moving down they can't spend money on the same things you know all of that stuff has that hit your agency have you started doing more price campaigns and Mm, stuff like that that's interesting yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah definitely You, you have to change you know like for example uh one of our clients is a is a spirit brand and they were going more towards spirits are becoming more premium premium eyes mm-hmm. and they were going in that direction when the whatever are we in a recession yeah who knows what we're in. i don't know i don't even know <laughs> you tell us i mean the, the stock market will give you whiplash i don't even know what's happening i know but, it's bad it's rocky it's making me crazy yeah it's crazy so then you have to change your messaging to be uh, more value led, uh, but still, still trying to hang on to like, mm. hey, it's a great product, but you have to be more value led. So that certainly changes with market conditions uh, when everyone's so price sensitive. But you know, that's like her- heresy to a marketer. Right. I mean, like I have a slide in one of my decks where I say, marketers, we cross out price. We don't want to pay attention <laughs> to price. You know, we want to create value. Um, and yeah, you- we would never talk about price. Your your slide <laughs> is right, but you. <laughs> <laughs> but you would you would talk about you know uh, maybe last longer or you know you would you would talk about it in a way that dances around it. You would never hit it on price. Yeah, you're right. Gotcha. About that. Interesting. Keep that keep that slide. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that, that slide is Jason Harris approved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. like, you know, everybody's looking for growth and stuff like that. So, one of the things, another thing we teach is like growth through expanding brand equity. You got a good brand, let's leverage that brand over a lot of things. Or then there's a customer focused approach. You got a good customer, like you were saying, know what the customer wants. And then you can look for growth by delivering more value to what the customer wants. These are all different growth strategies. Or you could go to new products in new markets, develop new products. Like, what's your esteemed opinion on growth? Mm. Um, Well, one size doesn't fit all, but I think uh, brands have to constantly be doing product innovations. You know, like one brand we work on is uh, Quaker. Ah, And, ah. you know, Mm. Quaker is... uh, uh, one of the oldest, yep. you know, most successful brands, iconic brand. Yes, they ha- they have to be creating 
you know, new innovations and new flavors. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, even a brand like that, that, that is like a stalwart, they, they need to create yep. innovations and grow in that way. Um, sometimes the growth can come from acquisition too, uh, and acquiring similar brands in the same industry, mm -hmm. but, but you, you always have to stay frosty. Like you always got to be changing yeah. it up, even for really, um, blue chip brands that have stood the test of time. You always have to be innovating. Yeah. But we see I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, it definitely yeah. does. New, yeah. new, new. New, new, new. And just, uh, you know, you always yeah. say to stay out. Some, I, this, I think this might be a quote from The Art of War, Barbara. Watch okay. this. <laughs> to stay oh, out. Man. Uh oh, man. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm going deep. Listeners, I'm about to go deep. But the, the quote is to stay out front, you always have to act as if you were behind. Oh. Oh, I just oh. dropped the mic, ladies and germs. <laughs> So, but I love innovation. Uh, this is what you said, like rethinking, reimagining, just reinventing constantly. Yeah, I I love that idea. I think uh, I think that goes for any business. You always you always have to feel like you're it's going to end at any moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you start getting complacent, you're 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 going to be the under the mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, that's a great place to end, Jason. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to follow you and your expert advice? Uh, I have a website, uh, thesoulfulart.com. Nice. And you can check out our company at mechanism.com. Mechanism is with a K, yes. not a C-H. Yes. M-E-K-A-N-I-S-M, -E listeners. Yeah, when we yep. started the company, uh, this is our last story, and then I'll bounce, I swear. <laughs> but when we, when we started the company, we, all, we couldn't agree on a name, so we all came up with, we all liked Mechanism and with a C-H, and then we went to get it, and it was taken. So instead of arguing for a new name, we just change it to a K. Good thinking. <laughs> new ideas, origin. innovation. Occam's razor. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for being with us. And we'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for all information about our programming. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this is Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.